0: Alleluia alleluia, 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 alleluia. Blessed are they who have kept the word by the dead of us, O Lord, and yield the harvest to perseverance. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord. Lord if hospitality were easy, it would not be a virtue, I suppose. <laughs> Both readings today, the first reading and that's paired up with the gospel reading. Uh, Tell us a lot about hospitality. On the first story, this wonderful story of Abraham and Sarah, and they're, you know, they're living this Bedouin life out in the desert, sort of, you know, with their tent, and they've a couple little goats and maybe a couple little sheep, and they have very little uh, to live on themselves, and and. Uh, it's a hard Scrabble life, and water is hard to come by, and food is even harder to come by, and and so they're probably very thin and you know waif-like people as they kind of scratch out a minimal existence in the deserts of the Middle East. And along come three strangers. The Russian iconography turns them into the Holy Trinity, but uh, they were just strangers. Somehow they were guests sent by God, uh, whoever they were. But what is important in the story is Abraham's immediate, instinctive, uh, spontaneous response to the fact that these visitors have showed up at his encampment. Instead of saying, uh-oh, I'm going to have to share what little I have. How am I going to do this so that I don't put into question my or jeopardize my own life or the life of my wife? He just says, get out the bread and make buns and rolls and whatever else and water. And my guests, you are my friends and you are my brothers. Refresh yourselves with what little we have. And, and what we see in that generous act of hospitality, that instinctive act of hospitality, without any reservations for himself or his family or his, his wife, is, is what so many of us have experienced when we've traveled to uh, faraway lands and and lived among or spent time among the poorest of the poor, is is their generosity is so much greater than ours, that when they have so little they give so much. Um, I took groups of students from WSU to the Philippines, and we'd go into these little shanty towns and. The poorest of the poor of the poor living deep inside these warrens built out of tin and whatever they could find. Sometimes, you know, 10, 12 people living in a little space, you know, about the size of this corner there. And they would offer us hostess Twinkies. And the students would just be amazed. They would be embarrassed to take this food from the poorest of the poor. I said, you have to take it. It's their generosity towards you. And that's exactly what we see in this Abraham story. And of course, that generosity redounds to both Sarah and Abraham. They are blessed then later on with a child, new life. It's a great story. Then the church pulls us forward a couple thousand years to Jesus, presumably in the town of Bethany with his dear friends, Martha and Mary, and presumably Lazarus in the mix somewhere back there. And, And once again, we have a great story about hospitality, Um, Jesus comes to their home. He's made to feel at home. And Martha, God bless her. (laughs) She is something else. You know, we all know Martha. She's in the kitchen and she's rattling the pots and the pans and she's stirring up stew and she's making this. And she's got the cornbread going and the corn is in the hot, you know, the pot. Well, they probably didn't have sweet corn in those days, but (laughs) she's making a meal for Jesus and his pals, you know, because That's what she does. She's that kind of a person. Hospitality overflowing. Meanwhile, her sister Mary is, you know, sitting at Jesus's feet, listening to him. And this is where the second lesson on hospitality comes in. Because Martha, even though she's doing these wonderful things, she lets this little bit of self-pity slip in to her generosity and contaminate it. Before long, she's saying, where's Mary? Where's Mary? Why isn't she helping me? Poor me. I'm here alone in the kitchen all by myself and no one's helping me. And so she gets on her and she goes out there and says, Jesus, would you tell Mary to come help me? And Jesus sees through it. Her hospitality has been contaminated by that little bit of of self-pity and self-concern and self-preoccupation. Poor me, I'm all alone in the kitchen doing all the work around here. It, that used to happen in the seminary. Does it happen in religious life? <laughs> anyway, Jesus responds to Martha, I think, with a smile. Jesus, sees, Jesus knows how good Martha is. He knows how generous she is. And she, he knows just how loving she is. But he can also see that little bit of self importance and self-preoccupation and poor me-ism that slipped into her into her life and into her heart. And he doesn't scold her. You know, he just says, you know, you know, don't look down on Mary. She's doing her thing. She's listening to me. She's learning from me. She's growing in spirit and life and love. And go back into your kitchen. <laughs> Continue making dinner, but do it joyfully, do it happily, do it without self-preoccupation. And somebody will get up and help you eventually. (laughs) You're not going to be alone for long. And with that, Martha is taught a very, very important lesson that we all have to learn over and over and over again in our lives. That hospitality is always a gift and it's never about us. It's always about the guest. That's what Abraham learned and lived way back when with his wife, Sarah. And he was blessed for his generosity without any self-consciousness. Martha has to learn it the hard way, but she learns it. She and Mary and Lazarus become, as we know from John's gospel, Jesus's dearest friends. And he blesses them with his presence. He There he can lay down his head and be at home. What a blessing it is to be reminded of hospitality and how important it is for the human spirit and how important it is for the spiritual life of all of us. whether We live together in families or we live together in religious life or we live together in parishes or we live together in um, wherever we find ourselves. Back when I was a rector of a seminary, I would occasionally ask the seminarians, what does a priest do all day? There would usually be the usual jokes about play golf and drink a little bit of scotch from now and now and then. I said, no, that's not it, obviously. And then they would get serious. They said, well, a priest, you know, here's confessions and he says masses and he visits the sick. And I said, yes, the priest does all that. But what does a priest do all day? And they said, well, they would come up with other answers. He does this, and he does that, and he prepares his sermons, hopefully. And okay, But what does a priest do all day? And they would be stumped eventually. And I said, a priest, if he's a good pastor, says, welcome, 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 all day long, every day of his life. Amen.